House of Mystery presents Inside Writing, the radio show where authors discuss their writing process in all genres. Welcome into the House of Mystery, and of course, I'm Al Warren, and Mr. Mr. Karate Baseball <laughs> Sports Icon David yeah. Martino is co-hosting. <laughs> I'm only on here because they thought I was a baseball player. Well, if you're <laughs> baseball and karate and all that, you're, you're like you're yeah. an icon in the sports world. I am. And yeah, I am. Yeah, I am. yeah. They all yeah. look to you. Um, yeah, it's true. They come, doing the stick. They come for advice and yeah. yeah. You should be happy. <laughs> I'm, I'm just I'm thrilled. I I just can't I can't believe I'm working with such uh, a star. <laughs> here I am, you know, working and yeah. I wish I had your talent. <laughs> boy oh man anyway well here we go let's just jump into this we've got a um i think uh we'll call him a horror writer but there's probably a little bit more detail to this than that um so let's bring him in uh, mr aaron Liebold. thank you for being here thank you for having me aaron so well uh, look at you you've You've uh, got a book out now, and you're doing uh, writing now and all this stuff, and it's kind of a little bit later in your life as well. It's not something that you – you're not like a 20-year-old or something. Uh, um, nope. uh, so what happened to make you start writing at, a, at like an older age? Um, I think like I've always loved writing. Like when I was like a, a, in high school and stuff, I used to write a lot of like lyrics and that kind of thing. It was never I always liked like story writing, but never really thought about doing it. Um, so it was always like music, and then uh, I kind of gave up on that sometime in my twenties and went back to school and uh, was an addictions counselor for a lot of years. Uh, did that for about eight years. And um, I just started feeling like I needed something different. And, like, my education wasn't really good enough to, like, go much other, like, go further in it. And it was just, like, I don't know, it was just kind of a rock and a hard place. I needed something to, like, feel, like, to focus on. And uh, I just kind of, for some reason, decided that I wanted to try actually writing a book. And uh, once I did one, then I'm like, okay, this is kind of my focus. So... Um, I kind of generally just tend to like to have one thing that I'm mainly focusing on, like in, you know, as my main thing in life. And um, that's kind of where writing is right now. So, yeah, that's sort of how I went into it. Yeah. Um, so with your history, like addiction counselor and all that sort of stuff, do you, um, do you put a lot of that into your book, into your characters? Uh, the very first book that I wrote uh, isn't actually published, and it's like basically exactly about that. It's about like the life of someone who struggles with addiction and kind of, you know, like some of those people that you can see and be like, how in the hell did you get to that point? It's sort of like a book kind of explaining, showing like someone's life and how they could get to that point, basically. Um, yeah, so that was the first one. I haven't done anything with that one yet. Um, I think it still needs some editing and stuff. It was the first thing I ever wrote, so um, needs work. So, like, Genocide. Genocide, it looks like it came out March 1st of 2022 here. Um, tell us a little bit about that. Um, it was actually released originally in 2020. It was the first one I ever had published. And uh, the publisher that it was with is no longer in business. And um, James from Gloomhouse and I have been uh, pretty good friends. Uh, we met through writing and we've worked with different publishers and that kind of stuff together. And then um, he ended up starting his own publishing company. And I was like, you know, like my book has no home. He's like, I love that book. So 
uh, he helped me. We gave it a new facelift. He gave it another edit and had a new cover made for it. And uh, very grateful for, for him having that back out uh, kind of at a time when I feel like I needed it. Yeah. So what's the novel about? Like tell, tell people like uh, listeners what they could get. What do they expect to get when they pick up Genocide? Um, it's kind of like two parts. So like the, the first half of it is basically like kind of more sad and frustrating. It's like a character that gets uh, basically like sold into sex slavery and that kind of stuff. And it's really, it's kind of heavy. So there's um, then the second half, basically he gets away and goes after all the people that were involved. So like the first half is, is more like kind of heartbreaking. And the second half is like more extremely violent. So that's kind of where it, I don't know. I mean, it falls under the horror category, but I don't know if I'd really call it horror. Like, I don't. I just, I never really knew what genre to fit in, and um, horror are kind of my people. So, I don't. know, Maybe psychological horror. I don't really know what you call it, but um, that's kind of a general rundown of it. Yeah. Well, it it it, it almost sounds like a thriller or suspense. Yeah. You know, could... crime, suspense, crime, maybe. Yeah, like, there's some pretty brutal, like, death scenes in, like, in the second half. Like, it's pretty graphic, but, like, I don't know if you consider that horror or not, or just violent. Like, I don't know, right? Like, yeah. yeah, it's really hard to, to capture that because it, seems, it can cross the line. It depends how horrific the deaths are and how terrifying it is, I guess. I, you know, I don't get it. You know, I'm an old man. So um, <laughs> it used to be just it was either sci-fi, comedy, or <laughs> police detective so i don't i don't know this is kind of there's so many things now that uh did, did you have a point that you wanted people to take away from this sort of a story um i just like to write things that kind of make people think and um the original concept of the story was actually that it was going to be a sequel to that first book that i was telling you about the addiction thing and it was sort of a bigger picture thing about like coming back to earth and like and i scrapped that whole idea so it does, it's not really relevant but that was kind of the original like i need a, a life that's pretty much the most difficult life i could think of and that was kind of the, what started it um but as far as, like, meaning, like, I kind of just like to let people interpret what they want out of it as well. But I just like to try to write things in a way that make people sort of think and give them the opportunity to be able to interpret things from it, right? So, yeah. if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. No, it's, it, that's, that's a good way of doing it sometimes. It's rather than direct someone, you know. How did, how did writing this um, change you? Um, I think it, like... I'm pretty proud of that book. So I think it changed. I mean, I've always kind of had like during addictions counseling, I had to work on myself a lot. So like I worked a lot on self-esteem and confidence and like all that kind of stuff. But like having a book out that I actually am proud of and I actually have people read and be like, you know, that's really good. And like actually like mean it, like not just like family and friends that are like, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah, that's really good. Like people that actually like think it's really good. I think that, I don't know, it just gives you a different take on things. It makes you feel like you like found something that's yours that you can do and feel good about. And, you know what I mean? I'm motivated and I like it. And it's, you know, I've met a lot of really cool people. I mean, I'm sitting here talking to you guys. Like, I wouldn't be doing that if I hadn't got to this point, right? So, right? Absolutely. <laughs> well, you know, you, you said you were writing a, a, a music and I, I guess lyrics and stuff before this. Um, do, do you feel that helped you in, in creating prose fiction uh, with the... I guess the musicality of of uh, you know creating music and then and then putting it into uh, prose. Um, I think it was never I was never good at music, and I don't think I ever really wanted to admit that to myself. Like the writing was the only part that I was really passionate about, and what uh. really kept 
helping. Like when I think about it, like going back, like I've learned more about like writing and like the industry and like all the business element of it than I ever did with music. And I was like, I, I, I just wasn't really that into it. I didn't even know like about timing and I couldn't sing. And like, there was so much about it that was like, why am I still doing this? But it was like, I kept pushing forward. And part of it was just like the message and like the, the writing and like that kind of thing. Right. So right. like with writing, I kind of found like, this is actually my talent. Like I made a CD once upon a time and I listened to it and it's embarrassing. Like I won't show <laughs> I'm really glad I buy before YouTube or else, you know what I mean? Like, I'm just like, but with my books, I'm proud of it. So it's like, you know, kind of shows me that, you know, my passion was there, but it was just misguided. And now that it's found where it's supposed to be, I can actually feel confident about it, right? Wow. Um, so now your main character in this genocide book, um, how did you create that character? Where does that character come from? And, and how is your relationship with your character someone like that uh when i first started writing like uh if you've actually read genocide there's no the character doesn't have a name and uh it doesn't i i really did my best to try to be as vague as possible about certain things of the main character so that the reader could interpret it as they wanted you know what i mean that was kind of my idea and as i'm kind of going along with writing it's like that's not really something that i've got to be putting more detail into like that kind of stuff but i thought it was kind of a cool idea to like leave it sort of open to as interpretation as possible. You know what I mean? So like, as you're reading it, like whatever ethnicity you are or whatever, you know, wherever you're from or wherever you could imagine that that's where the story is taking place and what the character kind of looks like. Right. Right. How, how do you experience your characters? Are you a writer that, um, hears the characters in your mind, uh, for, for like your dialogue or do you more, uh, visualize, and and see uh, the story unfold uh, in your mind's eye? I think a bit of both. Again, like going back to being an addictions counselor, like 90% of being an addictions counselor is empathy. Like you have people come in from all kinds of different areas with all kinds of different sad stories. And to be able to really help them, you have to put yourself in their position, right? Like Mm -hmm. not like story for them, but like understand them. Right. So it's like kind of doing that with like fictional characters. It's like taking a character and like creating a scenario and really putting myself in that position and kind of using those skills that I created in like real life in a fictional sort of way that represent like like what I'm seeing in my head. Right. I don't know if that makes sense, but. Well, so when, when you do a character like that, do you, do you actually, um, how do, I, do you do you tell the character what to do, or do, do you have one of those relationships where the character tells you? Um, I I kind of like don't plot my entire book. Like I'll plot like a chunk ahead. I have an idea as to what's going to happen, and then sometimes I'll like leave loose ends as I go. And then when I get to the next spot, it's like what's happened. The characters sort of kind of let me know, like, okay, this is the next thing that's going on, and that's why this loop loophole was laughter. That's like, and things tend to tie together. Like it's almost like I do a chunk at a time. And, like, it reveals itself to me as I go, which is, I don't know, it's kind of fun because it's exciting. Like, there's sometimes where I'll, like, write a book and I don't know how it's going to end or I don't know, like, what the next step is going to be. But, like, as you go further and further, it just gets more and more exciting as it's like, oh, that makes sense. And that's why I left that. And that's why, like, it, I don't know, it just falls together. It's, it's pretty cool. Now, do you find you're, you're pretty happy with what you've got now? Uh, would you go back and change anything? Uh, genocide I actually did it was I wrote it like I said in 2020 and uh, I was still new so like this my actual writing skill was 
not as good as it, you know what I mean? Once I'd written a couple more books and then I went back and looked at that, I'm like, actually I got a one negative review on Amazon. And I was like, instead of being like, ah, screw that. And I was like, look at what they said. And I went back and I'm like, you know what? They're right. Like when my very, very first edition of that book, it's like I was trying to sound smarter than I was or trying to use words that didn't necessarily need to be there. You know what I mean? Like it could have been simplified for, and so I went back and rewrote the entire book. And then the one that's out now is like the rewrite and I'm much happier with it than I was when I first wrote it. Um, yeah. Well, that's good. I mean, that's good that you were able to do that and you're happy now, you know, in a sense. Um, so what do you got coming up next? You got something else coming out soon, don't you? You were saying in August here. Uh, yeah. Uh, it's called born sick. Um, it's with uh, D and T publishing. Um, it's about like kind of like a couple of uh, messed up doctors. So it's uh, it was a pretty fun one too. Uh, it'll be coming out, uh, I don't know the Amazon date, I think the end of August. Um, there's a platform called Godless that sells uh, ebooks and stuff, and it's coming out on Godless August 5th. Wow. Well, that's good. So wh- what what can people expect from that book? What are they going to get? Um, that one is a little bit more, like, just sort of twisted, like, horror-y kind of, like, I don't know. It was kind of more just a fun one to write. I had the idea for it and kind of ran with it, so... Um, yeah, it's just about, like, two doctors and their families, and it kind of goes back and forth between, like, the life they're living now, and then it goes, like, chapter by chapter, like, back to med school, like, when they met, and, like, kind of explains how they became friends and, like, all that sort of stuff, so how they became okay with each other's weirdness and that kind of thing, so. Wow. Oh, so when you do something like that, where, where do you do your research, or does it just all come from your own experience and mind? I mean, the internet's pretty great these days, right? Like, if I um, if I have an idea or something, I want to make sure that it's factual, right? Especially when you're talking about doctors and med school and stuff like that. Like, if I, I just like, I don't, I, I purposely try to like not put in too much that I have to like back up with facts, but like obviously you can't help it. So anything that I put in there, that's you know, I try to just make sure that it's that I'm actually, you know, <laughs> talking about things that are right and not you know, not just talking out of my ass. So, so where do you see yourself going with all this? Um, I don't know. I mean, just forward, really. I just want to kind of keep doing it. Like, I have a job and stuff like that. So, like, I'm not trying to, I'm not banking on writing. I just really love it. So, I mean, as it stands, I, I mean, it's been like kind of a rough year. I went through a separation and moved out. And, like, my world has kind of been upside down. So, I'm just kind of getting back into writing again now. Um, and it's therapeutic for me. I just have to, like, really stay consistent at it. I mean, my goal, obviously, would be to get, like, a bigger, get an agent and, like, go forward and that kind of stuff. But um, if it doesn't happen, it's not going to stop me. Wow. So do you stay in contact with people that read your books or do you like, or fans or anybody like that? Do you have, like, a website or social media that you like people to find you on? Um, I've been working on a website, but it's still not even live yet. Um, I just talk to people kind of through Facebook and stuff. I have an author page, uh, which is my name. And then I have, uh, my Instagram is, uh, Air Labeled Author. Um, I have a Twitter, but I don't really use it. Just, um, and then my just regular Facebook page. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I keep in touch with people. Like, I've met a lot of really cool people, like, through this community, like other horror authors. And, like, I guess that I've worked with a few different publishers and stuff like that. So other writers for those publishers and that kind of stuff. I've met a lot of really cool people. What influences you? Um, I think just life in general and, like, trying to – I'm still kind of trying to find out, like, how to take some of the things that are important to me and, and put them into a story. Like, to put it into a song or something like that, it's, like – you know what I mean? Not that long. You know, you can put in quite a bit of emotion and quite a quite a strong statement into a short period piece, right? But like, 
to do it into a book is kind of what I'm trying to like still find the balance of, right? Like some of my books are just like fun and they're cool to write. And like, but I'm trying to like find my balance as to like how I can really say some of the things that I want to say through prose. Right. And I think it's just going to take practice and, uh, and it's fun. So I'm okay with that. <laughs> yeah. Well, would you, do you have any, uh, favorite horror authors yourself or horror writers or television people or anything like that do you have any that you like to watch or listen to oh uh, yeah like Wes Craven was is like my favorite like he did a lot of like the older stuff that he did was like I think he did some groundbreaking work like um, Last House on the Left was like came out like pretty well, a long time ago late 70s early 80s I think and it was pretty for the time like pretty shocking like nowadays I mean the thing with horror nowadays is that it's just so like so much has been done right it's so hard to find anything new as far as horror goes and i think that's why i try to like you know look at more psychological or like things that make you like my work is kind of grounded in reality and i kind of like things that are grounded in reality but i'm also like cool with like you know slasher stuff like hellraisers and halloweens and like i like all the all the classic stuff as well but um yeah yeah it's good to get mixed up well It's interesting. So now we're going to have some of your contact information up on our website and people can come find you and your books, you know, and uh, of course we're talking about genocide here and our guest is Aaron Libold. Thank you for coming on the show. I appreciate you having me. Tired of wasting time trying to decide what to watch on your streaming service? Go to our website and look for the Martino movie reviews. You've been listening to the House of Mystery radio show. To find out more about our guests, hosts, or shows, go to www.houseofmystery.com. Show's over for now. Was it as good for you as it was for me? Yeah. Good night. This has been a production of Something Weird Media. I'll be back.